If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon and welcome to Our World, Hour of Power. As you know, I'm Lady Pauline and my co-host, Mr. Glenn Greenwich, the Honorable Mayor of Southern Boulevard. Good afternoon, Glenn. How are you today? I am great. Thank you, Lady Pauline. I, lo- uh, I so love your outfit. You. I love your outfit. Well, thank you so much. It's, I appreciate it's, it. It's very chic. <laughs> well, it, it, we have some very chic people today. Oh, yeah. Part of the show. Oh, absolutely. can you introduce them to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to start out with uh, Pedal Gawi. Uh, now, these are all facilitators for the International Black Summit. So that's Pedal Gawi. In, in her fabulous pink. We have uh, John Thomas, uh, who is uh, uh, looking there very luxurious in his uh, jacket. And we have uh, Oren Saunders, uh, who is uh, basically one of my partners in crime in terms of uh, starting. Uh, we, we both were at the first International Black Summit in 1991. And so we'll talk a little bit more about it, but all, all uh, four of us, including myself, are facilitators for the International Black Summit. Well, Glenn and everybody, can you tell the audience what is the International Black Summit about? Um, John, would you uh, help us out on that one? Sure. Uh, The International Black Summit is a nonprofit organization that provides transformational uh programs if you will primarily for people of black african descent um we have been producing events since 1991 glenn will go a little more into uh the history of it and we've been all over the world uh empowering people of black african descent um it's a three-day event uh, our annual event is a four-day event, beginning with a celebration on Thursday evening, and then we get to work supporting people and in bringing into being their vision for the Black community and the world for three days. And it is an amazing, uh, an amazing experience. John, John, Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just just give us a little bit more information. So. Um, what's when you say transformation? What do you mean? What what what's what's the definition from from the International Black Summit standpoint? So the purpose of the International Black Summit is to provide the participants with an opportunity to bring into being their vision for the Black community in the world. So in the world of transformation, sometimes people may find themselves. Uh, stuck or maybe they've plateaued uh, inside of their vision, what they want to do, what they want to contribute to their community, what they want to contribute to the world. And uh, what we do is engage in uh, what we call distinguishing distinctions that give people a different way of looking at life, looking at themselves and causes a shift in the mind, like a paradigm shift, and they're able to see things they hadn't been able to see before. And because of that, they're able to be more effective, more powerful, more expressed. You know, like fundamentally, some shift in the mind has been transformed. And because of that, 
it gives them access to uh, a new way of looking at life. Okay, John, I wanted to say something now. I know it's a summit, but can't that experience happen because of something that personally happened to an individual? The that can. Yeah, sometimes what happens is uh, when people go through a life-changing event, when people go through a life-altering event, sometimes when people go through a near-death event, um, you know, something shifts for them. And, um, and so what we do is it's kind of like that's one way of causing a mindset shift. Or maybe they go to a particular kind of training and it shifts something for them. So um, I'm not I'm not wishing any ill will on anybody. So you can come to our annual event uh, and in a safe space, you know, have those same kind of life altering shifts. Okay. And, and I I might add that you you're in a group of people like minded people who are interested in moving forward the black community and uh and so you've got a a group you've got a synergy of people inside this conversation how can i impact our community and so you've got uh it, it's kind of like popcorn you ever you ever pop popcorn so when you know you kind of get some heat going and then one pops and then another pops and then another pops and so people are popping all over the place so the whole idea is that inside of this weekend these four days you've got an opportunity to to pop and you also have an opportunity to engage and to um, talk with other people who are having that same or similar experience so it kind of multiplies and expands the experience because my experience is going to be different than Orange's experience, different than John's experience, different than Petal's experience, but yet I get to talk about all of that inside of this weekend. So you've got all different levels of transformation um, and conversation that are happening all at the same time. And I, I'm there uh, from looking to get one thing, a one breakthrough in, in a particular area, and I may get um, uh, five or six other breakthroughs while I'm getting my breakthrough as well because the other people are having breakthroughs. Okay, Petal, um, would you say for women their experience is different than for men or is it an equal opportunity thing? It, it actually is an equal opportunity thing. You know, we, we are, first of all, we're an event. You know, this event as you know, was spoken takes place, you know, on the first weekend in August. The second thing is we are a gathering of people of black African descent from all over the world, men, women, children um, from all over the world. And so when you're in a space where people are, we, we have a, um, what we do is we clear, we have a, a, a space where people, can clear themselves, you know, get whatever is in the way, whatever they're going through, like up on the mat and clear themselves such that they can begin to hear what life is saying, what spirit is saying, what that frequency that may be blocked in some way um because of all the things that are going on in their lives they get an opportunity to see those things for what they are to in a sense move them out of the way such that they can actually have an experience of themselves that's different from the one they've been having you know so it is men and women you know we say that women are more intuitive yes we are you know in a sense you know we we listen for mother wit, you know, we're, we're constantly listening for, for spirit, listening for guidance. But here's the thing, you know, sometimes we get in the way of that. Sometimes we hear it and we don't act on it, you know, for whatever reason, it might be fear. It might be some 
thought or some conversation that we have about ourselves that does not necessarily allow us to access that. You know, so in this space, we, men and women, get an opportunity to move beyond the block or whatever that thing is that's not allowing them to hear, allowing them to see, allowing them to act. And then there's this opportunity. They begin to notice something. And then there's an opportunity for them to step into another space and consciously, you know, not like by happenstance or, you know, like, whoa, but no, like there is a whoa, but it's from a space of consciousness, you know, knowing that you're doing that, knowing that you're stepping into that, knowing that you, you have a vision, you know, that's been given you by life by, you know, you can say by spirit, by God. And, you know, that I'm going to say maybe the the ultimate of visions, right? And so you're able to listen. You're able to listen that vision and stand for that vision to express in the world, you know, from the space of, I'm going to say what we would call our true self or our authentic self, which I say that women tend to access in terms of intuition that we know. Right. I, I got you. So, so Go Pauline, I, I just want to underline two things. So um, we have what they call distinction are the tools that we use to have people um, get to that transformation. And so Petal mentioned uh, a couple of them. She mentioned clearing. So clearing mm-hmm. is a distinction. So clearing is a, uh, is a, uh, what we use to, as, as you say, clear out the way, um, clear a, a space for you to enter into, a space to clear out the noise that's going on, the chatter in your head, so that you can actually hear what, what spirit or God is saying to you. Um, she also used noticing. Uh, is another distinction that, that's well used in the summit. And so noticing is your ability to come outside of yourself and begin to listen yourself. So um, when I'm clearing, when I'm, when I'm noticing, I'm actually outside of my body kind of looking in and listening to what I'm saying, to who I'm being, how I'm being, and what it is that I'm actually saying so that I can actually, oh, did I really mean to say that? Um, and so you begin to get that consciousness that Petal was talking about so that you begin to be clearer in your expression of who you are and of your intention. Because sometimes you have body language that's saying one thing and the words are saying something else. And so in noticing, you begin to kind of put those two together so that you're speaking um, both uh, mind, body and soul in the same point. So it's basically almost a transformation um, that that, that a person goes through. Yes. And and you go through, and you go through, you know, different phases of it. So, so you start off in one space, but then you get to, you get to see areas of ineffectiveness that you now have access to that you didn't have before. So that's what John was talking about in terms of paradigm shift. You begin to see things about yourself. I, I began to see things about myself in terms of uh, another one of our distinctions is no right way to be. And, uh, and so I noticed that who I, who I was with my 25 years in data processing, um, schooling and, and so forth was all about uh, as a data processing professional there's a, an efficient way to write a program to do things inside of data processing. And so my training was there is the right way to do it. However, inside the International Black Summit, um, I had to allow spirit to guide me. And so what I mean by that is that rather than having me fixated on this is the way to get this done, I allowed spirit to to give me other options and so i stopped that this is the this there's only this way to be no right way to be allowed me to back up and say okay wait a minute let me see what's going to be available 
if I if I go at it not knowing, you know, not having a right way to be. And what I found is infinite ways to do the thing that I wanted to do, and sometimes so much better, it's ridiculous. Um, because I hadn't seen it. I didn't think of it. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of it. But it comes to me through this this experience called International Black Summit. So that's one one of the things that that occurs. Okay, that that sounds very interesting. You know, I I think when I first met you, Glenn, I told you that I was a very um, spiritual person, in the sense of um, my feelings. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I go on my stomach, as they say in substance abuse. If your stomach flips, you know, uh, that's that's like a hair on your neck saying, okay, you need to stand back. You need to look more carefully. And so it's very important that um, everybody have the opportunity to get in touch with themselves and realize, you know, when that spirit talks to you, because it talks to you, you know, whether, you know, it's, it's in a good way or, or, um, or a negative way. So um, I'm, I'm all for this um, International Black Summit. Um, now, how many people is allowed to be in this uh, summit every, every, every time you all meet? Well, well, we're basically on Zoom, so oh, you're on we Zoom. have okay. so the limitation of uh, our account, basically in terms of how many people can be in Zoom. So we can have, um, a, probably a John. I guess John, you could speak to that. We got we have the capability of being up to a hundred people or more. Up, we have the capability of being up to a thousand. Um, okay. You know, if if we ship our accounts. And so it's not, um, Lady Pauline, it's not limited. When we were doing them on the ground, there have been times when we had 500 people at an annual summit event. There have been times we had three, 400 people at an annual summit event. There have been times when we had 70 people at an annual summit event. So there really is no limit um, to the number of people who could participate at any given time. It's just a matter of who hears this conversation calling um, to them. And then the other thing I would add, oftentimes we find ourselves uh, surrounded with people similar to us, you know, people who are local movers and shakers. And um, and it becomes a, a bit of a retreat so if you're always the person in your family or at your church or in your community that's making things happen, it's a great place for you to kind of relax, let your hair down, get refueled, get what you need so that you can continue to do the same thing. I remember, um, you know, I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce here um, for a couple of years and you know, when you're when you're the president of an economically driven organization um, like the chamber, and it was mainly, you know, I'm in a black community, but it's mainly white members in the chambers. You know, mostly white members that are the business owners that participate in the chamber. So, um, you know, I would I would have a time sometimes um, dealing with the membership and the way that they looked at the world and the way that I looked at the world. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so when I come to the annual summit event, um, I get a chance to kind of share that, you know, and be authentic about it. You know, tell the state naked truth about it in a space that I can trust it to get heard. And uh, in the process of that, I get to hear it myself. And then I get to go back to my community and be my ever so lovable, wonderful self and not be triggered, which is another one of our distinctions, triggered so much by what people would say okay. um, to me. Okay. Well, um, Aaron, so, um, how, how do ahead. you, what is your perspective and, and how do you see the Black Summit and how has it affected your life? Well, um, the International Black Summit has affected my life in every aspect of my life. I'm also a business person. Um, I'm the owner of a natural hair salon in Ontario City, Manhattan. And I've done all my administrative and business uh, <clears throat> protocols and stuff from, from the work of the summit, using the distinctions of the summit. Also, I'm a family man and um, I my children, as with, as with Glenn's daughter, they grew up inside of the summit. They created the first International Black Youth Summit. <clears throat> um, and they have done tremendous amount of work throughout the world with other young people their age. And, that, and at the time they were from, uh, I think Glenn's daughter at that time might have been seven or eight. And the oldest in that summit group, in the youth summit were like uh, 17. <clears throat> so, um, it has impacted me. It has impacted me in a lot of great ways in um, relationship with my children and um, and with my uh, business inside of my business and working and and being a support for the other young people, like the young adults who most of my um, uh, employees or most of the people on my team were young adults, young men and women. Were the ages of from 18 to 25, 18 to 30, and they're going through all areas of life as they become young adults that they probably were not prepared for or didn't have a manual. So um, I was able to use a lot of the distinctions of the summit in helping them to navigate their lives. So um, and of course, I do it for myself. I don't know what where I'd have been in life without the without the distinctions of the summit. Um, and I use it consistently. And the thing that um, with, the, with the vision, one of the things that um, what has been my biggest and greatest tool in life is um, being able to articulate my vision. And that's the thing that the summit does. We are able to artic articulate we, we, as, as we go through those uh, conversations with people as Glenn as Glenn um, described, John and Pedal. Inside of that, they get the we carry people through that process, and this were, are now become able to articulate their vision. Um, like we we come from the space that everyone is is born with a vision, or everyone comes up with a vision throughout their as as they grow. However, not many people are aware of their vision. And one of the things that we get to distinguish inside of the summit that most times when you hear people complaints on the other side of their complaint is their vision. So once we can get them away from the complaint and start to have them articulate that vision, because that complaint, the backside of the complaint is a vision. So once we can have them start to articulate their vision and see that, that, that where they really want is to have their vision come into being for, the, for themselves, their families, their community, probably the country they're from and the world. And um, and then we get to see people's complaints come out, come out a lot from our circumstances in life. So as we get to see our circumstances and we get to see our vision, we can choose in each moment to live our lives either from our vision or our circumstances. I'm, I'm so grateful that when all the other stuff is coming up and I can look at the circumstances, I can, in the moment that I get triggered by things or get scared or feel fear and anxiety because of the circumstances around me, I can just say, oh, but I got a vision. And I can go back into my vision and I get excited and I get 
vitalize. Uh, and you know, uh, that's, that's what has, has been my experience. You, you know, Paul, Lady Pauline, I just want to underline uh, trigger. Again, this is another one of our distinctions. And trigger is unable to be with that, that particular conversation. And so we're gone. We're, we're on automatic pilot. And so I used to have a conversation uh, around divorce. And when I'd hear divorce, I'm in a conversation with any anybody and, and divorce comes up, I used to go directly to my divorce and I stopped listening to whoever was, was in front of me talking. And, and once I realized that there was something about divorce that triggered me, I got to do the work to see what was that that was that I was unwilling or unable to be with about divorce. And so, uh, and so inside of a conversation, I could say, you know, hold on a second. I just got triggered. I'm now stopped listening. Could you kind of rewind and go back to where I was so that I can be with you fully? And so of course, over practice, you then get better at it. And so then you can, you can see that you're about to tr go get triggered and before you get triggered, you actually re-engage yourself so that you're you're still with that person. So trigger is again one of you know we talked about trigger, we talked about clearing, we talked about um, vision is another distinction of international black. Some noticing, no right way to be, and so we have a bundle of these tools that we get to distinguish throughout those four days, all of which are enabling us to be with ourselves in a very powerful manner okay um, the, yeah, there's something, yeah there's something about these triggers and the vision and declaring um you know i'm a social worker and um a lot of what you have mentioned are skills that you learn as a counselor or a therapist um that people you, you try to help people get through, you know, their triggers and, and their vision and their clearing. Like this morning I had a, a, a very bad trigger. I mean, it was it wasn't a positive way, but once I finished this interview that I did this morning, I got very upset with the interview. Um, not because of anything that was said, but it triggered something in me to realize that I felt that I have not gotten to I've gone to a certain level in life, but I didn't get where I really, really, truly wanted to, to, to go or stay. I would say I got there, but I didn't get to stay for a long period of time. And so people don't realize that triggers can make you drink, do drugs, can do good things as well as bad things. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, well, well, well let, me, let, let me jump in <laughs> because a trigger can actually be a good thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I always use my my uh, youngest nephew, Javanti. Um, we're driving in the car and he is sleeping. He is sleeping. Now, some of you have Mr. Softy ice cream and there's a jingle that goes with Mr. Softy ice cream. Yeah. So <laughs> that jingle, he's in mid sleep and he wakes up ice cream because he hears that jingle because he, he got triggered. So that was right. a good, you know, so triggers not necessarily always a bad thing or have you do bad things. But in his case, he woke up, uh, asked for ice cream and then went and then fell right back to sleep. So he was in his sleep, but his trigger was so powerful that even in his sleep, he recognized that association with that ice cream and was able to articulate that he wanted ice cream and then went and then fell right back to sleep. Um, so. <laughs> So, 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 trig so there, there are all of these different components that are at work that are, um, that are there for us to, to find out about ourselves, to kind of discover. Mm -hmm. So for me, I discovered things about myself that I wasn't really, uh, I was unaware or wasn't, you know, at the forefront. And now those things are at the forefront so I can then consciously choose to, to where I want to go and what where I want to put my energy and 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 not be um, thrown off the track because what happens is you get thrown off the track and then you're wondering what happened 
And so the International Black Summit is a tool, uh, gives you a set of tools, because after you leave the summit, those tools are available to you. You also are available to the people who you've met at the summit to kind of keep you in line and, and have you, uh, you know, facilitators and participants to be able to kind of clear yourself and keep you on track to whatever. Do you all have um, a book, like a book um, of rules and regulations of how you can get yourself in that manner of speaking? Because we have a lot of young people that don't know about the International Black Summit. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it's a very good instrument to have to clear your head, to see things differently, to understand yourself more, and people really don't have those those options. So I was wondering if you all have created a, a, a pamphlet, a book of how a person can achieve these goals. Well, uh, go, okay, John, John is at the bit. Go ahead, John, go ahead, take this one. It's on mute. I'm not here. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself, uh, John. Yeah, thank you. So, no, we do not have a book um, per se. We've been written about. We have a entire facilitator body training curriculum. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For people who want to get a deeper understanding of the distinctions in order to be able to facilitate them with others. We don't have the traditional education like you can you can read this and get it. This is mostly an experiential opportunity. You know, we've been talking mostly about the annual summit event, but we have a prerequisite course. It's a one-day course where people can learn about the distinctions and learn about the International Black Summit. We are working on some community courses, uh, community-driven courses. We're also working on some follow-up courses that people can participate to have this kind of experience in their life throughout the year. But it's not something you could just read about, Lady Pauline. You you have to actually experience it. And that experience of it, you get it and you get it forever. So like when Glenn was talking about his trigger, like I had a trigger and what we say in the International Black Summit. So while triggers can be good and bad, right? The way we're using it is as a as a as a tool. And what we say is something happened. Something happened that triggered something in me that I was unable or unwilling to be with in the moment. And usually there's a knee-jerk reaction at the same time. Like this, I go on autopilot. So one of my triggers uh, back when I had first got married, before I got married, when I would be upset with my then-girlfriend, um, she would be asking me questions and I'm just furious, but I don't say anything. I'm just pointing the remote control at the TV. She's like, do you want, what do you want to eat for dinner? I don't care. You want some chicken? No, that's fine. You know, so my knee jerk reaction is to go on autopilot and be um, subdued. 
all the while I'm burning up inside, right? And I've actually suppressed myself. So I suppressed what was there for me to say. And it just started building and building and building over time. And I got to see that the thing that I was unable um, to be with was if I really express myself, she's going to leave me. She's going to be out of here. And so as I continue to do the work of the trigger, like noticing the physical impact that it's having on me, the emotional impact that it's having on me, at some point I come to recognize there's something for me to be responsible for here. There's something for me to get and own about the experience that I'm having. You know, I didn't have any evidence that if I said something, if I told the truth, she would leave me, but that's what I created for myself. So when I started to get that, we were able to then have conversations in a way that we couldn't before, because we could have the whole conversation. We can go to the end instead of stopping when I got triggered, right? Okay. Or when she got triggered. So like, that's another way of looking at it. So we look at it, even though they could be good or bad, the, the places we look is what's the thing that you're unable or unwilling to be with? Because you might be willing, you're just not able to, you just don't have access to it. And then in I that like what note, you just said, John, I like it. Yeah. Right now I'm being triggered to, pay these bills so we're going to commercial <laughs> we're going to a commercial break right now okay we'll be back all right hi this is attorney stephan g james we've been practicing law at this law firm for over 30 years i'm a former assistant prosecutor in kings county and currently a defense attorney to serve you better we work harder to serve you better so just call us for the lawyers you can trust 646 905-9000-646-905-7001. We're located on Sutphin Boulevard, right near Hillside here in Jamaica, Queens, New York, for over 30 years serving the community. The law firm of Stephen G. James. Thank you. We'll be right back. But first, are you a small business owner looking for solutions? TMI and Partners is a business solution company offering operational branding and financial solution. For only $9.99 a month, your company will be assigned a personal business advisor. Well, that's right, only $9.99 per month, no contract, and you're on your way. Call TMI at 347-234-5304. That's 347-234-5304. Or visit their website at tmium.com. Tomorrow, the world will know your business. Is that it, guys? Hello? Did I do good? Well, back to you, John. And you... <laughs> I love that commercial. Back to you, John. Back to you, John. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I got triggered right there about finances and money. <laughs> you have to pay those bills. Bills. Have to pay those bills. You have some commitment behind that trigger, right? Yes, very much so. Very much so. John, let's continue with what you we were stating before. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up on this one, you know, saying that triggers are good and bad. Uh, and the way we mostly look at it, it's a thing that we're unable or unwilling to be with. The flip side is, let's say you do something really great, really powerful, and people want to acknowledge you, you know, but you're not able or unwilling to be with the acknowledgement. You know, that's a trigger, that you're unable to be with the acknowledgement and, and let it in. And so you still want to go through the work, like, what is that about? Right. What am I what am I avoiding here? You know, and what is there for me to get here and letting letting the acknowledgement in? What is it that I may have to own about who I am by letting that acknowledgement in? And maybe what complaint do I have to give up that I've been comfortable having if I let this in and acknowledge that 
that's who I am. So that's like another cut at, you know, trigger. Okay. I understand. So, so uh, Paul, Lady Pauline, I just want to mention a couple things. And sure. you asked about, you referenced young people. So there are three summits that go on simultaneously. So we have the adult summit, we have the youth summit, which is from 8 to 17, and then we have the young adult summit, which is from 18 to 35. And, and so each of those groups have a different way of being. So we have curriculum for the uh, youth summit, we have curriculum for the young adult, and then we have curriculum for the um, adults. And when I say curriculum, we have spaces that we cover. Because again, as, as you asked earlier, we don't come from a manual. We listen to space, just like Africans did back in the villages. We listen to space and determine, and you as a participant determine the space. Me as a facilitator, I'm in that space with you as a participant. So I'm participating and facilitating in the same space. So we're learning together. So it's not like I'm giving you something or I've got something to give you. We have something to get, get together. So we both learn and experience that thing together. So um, so wanted to kind of distinguish that. And then I actually, you asked earlier off screen, so let's, uh, you wanted to find out a little bit about the history. The history, yes. Of the National yes. Black Summit. Yes. So um, I'm going to ask Oren to um, start off that conversation, and then uh, Joey will will do the declaration uh, in, in probably in a few minutes. Oren, you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, in 1991, um, we got an uh, invitation from a group of. Um, participants, a group of um, people that were involved in another organization called the Landmark Education. And, um, and we answered the call. They said, come there, unless there's death in your body, you have to be at this thing called uh, the summit. They didn't call it the Black Summit, the International Summit, or anything. They say um, the summit, I think, was it's the term. Well, however, inside that letter, they said, nothing less than death in your own body should prevent you from being here. And um, Glenn was one of the persons that shared that with me because we had an organization called People of African Descent Empowerment Group in Landmark. And uh, we listened for what it is that the, our community of, um, for black people and our community in the summit of, of black parties, in the Landmark of black participants, what is available to us and what is it that we can do. So when that letter came to us, Glenn, myself, a couple other people, seven of us answered the call. And this letter said, we're gonna be meeting in Atlanta in October of 1991 and be there. So we answered the call and we were there. And the, the commonality of the first conversation, because the summit is a conversation, it's an event, um, it's a conversation, it's an event. So um, we answered that call, but the point of the, the thing about it, we didn't know what we were going to. Like we did not know what we were going to. We just knew that this letter was very powerful. And when we got there, we met these like 121 black people from all over the world, Africa, Jamaica, Trinidad, all over the United States, different states uh, and towns and cities in, in the United States. Um, Canada, from all over. So we were like, wow. And um, that was the we that was the first time that this body got together. And what uh, what we learned that we got together in 1991, but there were a group of people that had started this conversation prior to us getting together there. And that came out from two young ladies at the time, um, Patrick Porter and Olumo Marquis, and they were also participants in another landmark course. And they heard something, and they heard something like what's possible for transformation for in the black community and particularly between relationships to the to black men and women. And they start talking to some people 
who were um, like trained people from in 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 Landmark who were um, course leaders and you know uh, they, they led uh, things like introduction to the forum. But those are all terms. And in that conversation, after about a year, from what I'm told, they decide like, okay, this conversation is getting too large to be on the on the phones. Let's meet. So that's where we first met in 1991 in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, that's like the basic short history of the summit. And since then, there are so many conversations. As you said, Lady Polly, you're a social worker. There are a lot of people from the social work. And as you read the declaration, we'll see that part of the summit that you wrote. You're going to hear yourself inside of the declaration. Right. And there were people that were scientists, and they'll hear themselves. And there were people who um, were people in well-being that want to see our bodies taken care of. All of that came out of that first meeting. It was a three-day. It was an incredible experience. And uh, one of the one of the uh, a few participants took all the information from that three days of what people said they wanted to see happen in the black community. And they came together overnight and wrote the Declaration of the International Black Summit. And we have lived our lives like the Declaration is the standard. And, and I will say that's the vision of the summit more than anything else. It's a declaration, but it's where, that, that's where we stand on. That's our fertile ground. Okay. Um, Joey, would you put that up for us? And I'll, I'll read the Declaration. <laughs> the Declaration of the International Black Summit. We declare ourselves, our community, and all communities whole and complete. There is nothing to do except be. We assert that we are responsible for generating community as possibility and distinction. We listen for and grant being to the possibility and creation of unpredictable results. Our conversation of about and for those of African descent is one of power, self-generation, abundance, responsibility, unity and integrity with the possibility of being. We stand for the expression of our spirituality, ending the murders of our men, women and children building economies responsible for funding our community, maintaining wellness of being in our bodies, providing human services, establishing nurturing relationships, altering the conversation of who we are in the media, empowering our youth. We declare that our community manifests itself in the world as a contribution in the transformation of the universe. Atlanta, Georgia, October 7th, 1991. And at that point in time, this is how we start and how we end um, each day in the summit so that we get the grounding and, and the place to stand um, inside of that declaration. Okay, um, that's very interesting. I would um something that just crossed my mind um when when this international black summit also was put together um was it also because you ke you keep insisting and in, and in illustrating on on black people so did this also come from a point of what we went through as, as slaves 400 years ago um oh all all the good as well as the positive for us to start identifying with ourselves how we feel why we act the way we do Glenn? well um uh, let me speak to that glenn yeah go ahead, go ahead um, yeah um when when we're at the summit what is the experience is that everything comes up slavery suicides domestic violence um uh, uh, abuse, incest, anything could come up inside of it. So it's not just about slavery, it's about all areas, uh, police brutality, um, 
at the first summit, there were there were uh, young uh, one young man that that was like about fifteen or sixteen, and he screamed out in that in the in the summit like what who's gonna take care of us? He was just about fifteen or sixteen. He was from Chicago uh, or Detroit, I think Detroit, and he screamed out, "Who's gonna take care of us? Who's gonna stand for the youth?" And that's where you see we uh, that part with the youth came true. That was put in by a young man from his experience and his cry out to the community of people that were gathered that weekend. Um, so everything comes up. It, 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 we don't look at one specific. I was interesting. This shows up in all areas where we were in Kenya and, and Ghana and all those, the same things came up. It may not have been about slavery, but colonialism came up. It came up about abuse. Uh, things like eldership. Some people said the women and the young people said they felt oppressed by their elders. So there's a whole lot of areas that inside of the summit could show up. So the whole thing is that um, we listen, as Glenn explained, as, as facilitators and participants, our job is to listen to the room. And inside of that listening, we start to hear what life is giving us. It's not like we come to tell these people something, whether it's in Africa, South Africa, Brazil, whether it's done in Spanish or done in French, and we've done all of those. Uh, we listen to the room, and inside of that, what we come out with, at the end of, the, of that three days, we listen and life gives us a question for us to live our lives for the, next, for the, for the rest of the year until we get to the, to the, to the next summit. And it's very powerful just because it came out from an experience, as John said, um, interactive, popcorn. It wasn't about, it wasn't a linear experience. It was it was breakthrough experience where it just came out like the phenomena of life. So um, yes, everything is included, but not in one specific area. Okay. Glenn, why haven't I been invited to the to the International Black Summit? <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> when I, am I, I going do, to be invited? I do believe you were at either uh, one of our Sunday night summit shares, or you were at uh, a Thursday uh, event that you attended. That's um, true. That's true. I, I was. I was. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> but I want to go on the three or four day holiday vacation. Go ahead, pedal. No, I was going to say, Pauline, you're invited now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you know, everyone who's listening who's never participated in an International Black Summit event the what we call the annual summit event that happens the first week in August every year, every year for 30 years. Um, you know, you're invited. You people who are of black African descent who's, you know, going through whatever you're going through, you know, especially in this time, you know, that we're we're dealing with, you know, uh this COVID-19 and, and the things that we, you know, have to do, people that we've lost, you know, all kinds of things are going on with people right now and don't quite know where to stand. And this is a place I say to come and be heard, you know, be able to move through some of those spaces such that you can actually live your life and the life that you were given to live. You know, not necessarily something that's dictated by something. Of course, you're going to stand within the, you know, the primers of whatever is being told to us regarding, you know, this, this event. Yet you do have a say in the matter of your life. And, you know, we're, we're a, an, an organization that we're about self-generation, you know, where someone can really generate themselves beyond what it is that they think is the norm for them. You know, so everyone is invited to come and participate in the International Black Summit. This is your conversation. I'm going to say that that declaration that Glenn read, you wrote that conversation. You wrote that declaration. And now you're coming to meet that thing. We stand 
you know, for the expression of our spirituality. We listen. You know, when we think about who people are of Black African descent, we say that people of Black African descent are powerful. You know, our conversation of them is one of power, self-generation, abundance, responsibility, unity, and integrity with the possibility of being. So what's that saying is that is the conversation of who we are intrinsically, who we are as a people. And we get to step into who we really are versus that thing that we think we are, that thing that somebody is telling us that we are. But there's an opportunity to move in a way that would actually have your life look the way you want it to look. That's you know, and positive. not being defeated necessarily by someone else or something that's else. That's now, a very I don't, positive. I don't want to miss the opportunity. John, would you give us the website information to register? Um, you can go to blacksummit.org slash ASE, blacksummit.org slash ASE. As a matter of fact, that's the, the page that Joseph has up on the screen. Um, it'll convert over to internationalblacksummit.org in the right place, but go to blacksummit.org slash ASE to actually register and find out more. You can join us on Sunday, every Sunday, Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time. We have what we call a Summit Share Sunday at 7. Um, go to blacksummit.org, <clears throat> look on the homepage. You'll see a link there that says uh, Summit Share Sunday. You can find out more that way, or you can just go ahead and register if you're so inclined. It will be virtual this year. Um, like it was last year, which was completely phenomenal. Um, you know, I mean, we had almost a hundred people who stayed on the stayed on Zoom into the wee hours of the morning. That's how rich the conversation was, and how much people were getting their life. So, join us this year. You don't have to travel. We're not going to be in Ghana or Jamaica or Canada or Belize. You don't have to come to North Carolina where I am. You can join from the comfort of your own home. Um, and you can definitely come to the Summit Share to find out more. We'd love to see you. Now, um, I would invite you to go to the website and put your name on the mailing list because we are talking about our annual Summit event. But we have things all the time. Like Glenn said, we read that declaration before at the beginning of the summit day, at the end of the summit day, we do the same thing in our weekly meetings, in our quarterly meetings, our leadership body meetings, our facilitator body meetings. So um, if you're interested in getting started on something, get on the mailing list, come to Summit Share, do a prerequisite. We'd love to have you be part of the family. I, I really enjoy this. Um, uh, Lady Pauline, just I uh, want to say a, a couple more things around the Sunday Summit Share. So, of course, um, April is Women's Month, and tonight, uh, sorry, tonight, uh, Sunday night, we're going to be having a conversation. Tomorrow night. The, the, tomorrow night, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have a conversation around grandmothers, so their impact to us in the black community. So that's um, and this month is we're going to have uh, people who are uh, women in STEM, so the uh, arts, uh, you know, uh, technology, science, uh, uh, math. Uh, we're going to have the third week. We're going to be having a conversation of women in leadership. Um, and uh, what's the last month? Uh, I forget what the last one we're going to do. But uh, so this month we're having conversations inside of the summit uh, context and um, of empowering the people who are on the conversation and just learning, um, but the ability to to learn what's what's going on and uh, and to and to find out about ourselves some things that we may not have known. Last month was very very interesting. It was a Black History Month, and so we. Uh, distinguish not only uh, black history in uh, in the Americas, 
um, but we also uh, took one um, uh, night to actually dis discover um, the impact of black wealth around the world. And so we look, so we look at different things, different aspects of being black, and uh, and again, bring into consciousness some of, of who we are and what we're up to and what we're about. Okay, that sounds excellent. Uh, Glenn, how can people reach you if they need to? Um, they can reach me at uh, at the Sufferin Boulevard bid seven one eight two nine one twenty one ten. Okay, you've been listening to Our World, Our Power, where your news reflects you and your community. I'm very grateful to have the International Black Summit on this week as our guest. Thank you all for joining our world. I learned a lot. Thank I you hope the, I hope the yeah. audience learned a lot too. You know, but um, I probably am going to be there for this Sunday, as a matter of fact. Is I, I wanted, is it our grandmothers, you said? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. I'm a new grandmother again, so it's one of my oh, favorite wow. subjects. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, I, um, I have a new granddaughter. She's like five weeks old. And oh, I have wow. A, mm -hmm, so uh, she's Your on sec my mind. Her second. Her second, yeah, my first is 11. So my daughter had a big gap, and uh, I said to her why she waited so long, because my poor body's getting old, and I, I can't run around like I did 11 years ago, but I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best shot, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I want to say thank you all for listening to Our World, Our Power. Glenn, catch you all next week. Same time, same place. Take care. Thank you.